So a very smart uh, priest friend of mine, and I've told this story before, uh, he was visiting a school in Navan, and as he was talking to the secondary school students there, one of the lads piped up, and he said, look, Father, I have a question. And the priest said, yeah, sure, what's, what's on your mind? And he said, what is the point of the Trinity? What's the point? Trinity, no Trinity. Wasn't a joke, wait for the punchline. Like, what's the point? I mean, if there's a Trinity, no Trinity, if there's one God, three gods, who cares? What's the difference? What's the point of the Trinity? And my priest friend, who's particularly smart, responded, just looked at him and said, what's the point of anything else? What is the point of anything else? Like, the Trinity is, it's the heart of everything. It's the origin of everything, and they're where we, where we hope to return to. What's the point of anything else? Does it mean anything that doesn't lead us to the Trinity? What's the point of it? If, if, if God is taken out of, of the equation and God is a Trinity, what's the point of anything? What's the point of trying to live good? Why bother? Why not just, if you're stronger than someone else, why not just take what they have? Who cares? The Trinity is what makes sense of, of everything because... Trinity shows us that we have all been created for unity. We've been created for union. We're, God, we're created in God's image and likeness. And God is a community. God is a family. Right? In this Trinity, there's, there's perfect unity. And we're created to reflect that in our lives, especially in family life, in a very particular way. With the husband and the wife love each other so much, with such a, a self-giving love, that life proceeds from that love. Life comes from that love, and children are born into a, an environment of love. It's, it, it's a love that, that's life-giving. It's fruitful. So we're called to live a love like that, where we imitate God, and in so doing, our love is life-giving. In our gospel today, we hear... Uh, that, remember that guy who used to go on to GAA matches? with uh, John 3.16. He used to stand behind the goal. Is he, is he still alive? I haven't seen him in a while. Is, is, is that, does that still happen? Did someone pick it up after him? No? He must be retired, so. Okay, because I mean, it was our generation. It was famous for us, this behind the goals, this guy with a big yellow placard, right? And it just said John 3.16. And everyone knew that he was there. Everyone knew what the verse was. Well, everyone knew the numbers of the verse. Oh, John 3.16 is here. Very few people actually knew what the verse was, what the verse actually said. Most people thought it said, Alleluia. So every time someone scores, Alleluia. That's not what the sign says at all. The sign is the beginning of today's gospel, which is, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, so that whoever believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. That's John 3.16. For God so loved the world, that he gave his son. That he gave his son. That's a, a stunning reality because if, if you're, if you can imagine, if we can imagine being in, in God's position, if you can imagine being God, maybe some of you do this on a regular basis, but uh, if you can imagine being God and you have this problem, the problem of sin, the problem of a fallen humanity, this problem that uh, it's like a massive hole that we can never dig ourselves out of. And the more we try to dig ourselves out of it, the deeper the hole gets. 
So humanity is just in an awful, awful mess. And we can't fix it ourselves. We can't undo sin. We can't slaughter enough animals to make up for it. We have no way of fixing this problem. And so in God's divine mind, with his infinite intelligence, he says, I have a solution. There's only one. And that is that I will send my son to pay their debt. So I will love them so much that I will give my son. In, in a way, if we can phrase it this way, it sounds a bit heretical, but I will love them more than my son. I will allow my son to die that they can live. And this is John 3.16. This is the, the summary of the gospel. The infinite love of God. Your value isn't set by you or by likes or by applause or by the size of your bank account. Your value is set by God. And that value is the life of his son. That is what you're worth. That's an amazing way to live, an amazing reality to hold in our minds that our value is set by the blood of Jesus. That is what you're worth. So every time we, we come to Holy Mass and, and, and receive Holy Communion, this is what we're supposed to be doing, you know, entering in again to a Holy Communion with God who loves me infinitely. Entering into a Holy Communion with, with a Father who sees me as worthy of the death of his Son. It's quite an astounding reality, if we, if we could only see it. You may have seen uh, in some war movies uh, when there's, usually, there's often, in those kind of movies, there's often a scene where uh, the letters have to be written to the families back home. In the beginning of Saving Private Ryan, for example, uh, you see these, these letters being written to the families offering uh, the condolences of the armed forces for their, their son or daughter who was killed in the line of duty. And it's... Those letters aren't just given to the postal service. Those letters, at least in the States anyway, from what I've seen, if the movies are right, I don't know. Uh, but from uh, those movie, those letters are delivered by the armed forces. So soldiers will go and deliver them. And you can imagine if you were one of those soldiers, you know, and you're arriving up at, a, at the the house of a family and there's maybe maybe they're farmers out in the middle of Iowa or somewhere and you have this letter and the family are doing their chores there's someone out in a tractor cutting fields there's, there's someone inside preparing a meal and you have to go up to that door and ring it with this letter and they'll know by the car and by your uniform and by what's in your hand before they read the thing they'll know what it says so that you can imagine like the, the, the reverence, the, the care, the, how, how you'd be so careful to, to measure everything you say, to show the maximum respect for what's happening. You ring the doorbell, the door opens, and there is a smiling mother who's suddenly, whose face suddenly drops when she sees you. And when we celebrate Mass, particularly from 
from my side as a priest I'm talking to God the Father all of the prayers they're, there, they're addressed to God the Father I'm speaking to him not to ye no offence to you you're wonderful like but I'm not actually talking to you for most of the Mass that's uh, why back in the day when Mass was celebrated at Orientum people weren't offended because it wasn't addressed at them anyway I mean it's the, the priest gathering the, the, the prayers of the people offering them all to God offering them to God the Father he's, he's praying with them he's not, he hasn't got his back turned to them we're all facing the same God that was the point of it so at Mass I speak to God I speak to the Father particularly I speak to the Father when you hear Almighty and Merciful God that's the Father and in, in all humility what I, what I get to do is, is, is to say to him Father you you offered your son to us that we can live and I offer him back to you I offer him back to you and because of what he did may your grace be poured out upon us may we live May we be healed. May we be forgiven. May we be given the love that we need. May our marriages be healed. May our families be healed. May our memories be healed. That's a very, a very privileged place to be. To speak to the Father. Offering Him the Son. In the love of the Holy Spirit. On this Trinity Sunday, let us remember that every Holy Mass is an encounter with the Trinity. God the Father, to the origin of all things and to, to, to whom everything should return. Jesus, the, the only way to the Father, the bridge between where we are and where we need to go. And the Holy Spirit then in us, animating us, calling us, inspiring us, leading us. That we might live in perfect, holy communion with the Trinity, with all of them, for all eternity. The Mass should be a Trinitarian experience. A place where we discover our true value. Where we discover our true calling. Where we discover what it means, really means, to be children of God. So we ask the Lord today to renew our love for the Trinity. What is the point of the Trinity? What is the point of anything else? Amen. The following is a special appeal by Father Patrick Cahill. Dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us uh, for these homilies on YouTube or whatever podcast media you're listening to us on. Uh, it's a great privilege to be able to serve you all in this way. Uh, if I could ask you please to pray for us here in Holy Family Mission. We're heading into our eighth year of uh, faith formation for the young people who are attending here. And it's a great gift and privilege to be able to work here. But we would ask if you would pray for us and pray for all of our intentions here as well that we can continue this work. And if you feel that Lord is in any way calling you or asking you to support us financially, we would greatly appreciate that too. So if you go to, onto our website, holyfamilymission.ie, there's a donate button there, and we'd greatly appreciate uh, your donations so that we can keep this work going. Uh, it does, unfortunately, cost uh, a bit to run this place, so uh, our, we greatly rely on our benefactors. And, of course, we play, pray for all of our benefactors' needs, especially on Wednesday, the day traditionally dedicated to St. Joseph, the Father of all providence so thank you so much uh, in advance for your prayerful support and also for those who are able to uh, uh, assist us financially we are immensely grateful god bless you